It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're talking Ford vs. Ferrari and Charlie's Angels, plus, of course, all the latest movie news and trailers. So, we caught two movies this week. Mm -hmm. Um, They couldn't be more different to each other. Ford vs. Ferrari, starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and Charlie's Angels, written and directed by Elizabeth Banks, starring Christian Stewart. Um, do we want to kick off with Ford vs. Ferrari? Yeah, let's go for it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. It was a really well-paced story. Mm-hmm. And I think Christian Bale brought a fantastic performance. So did Matt Damon. There was a lot at stake. It was kind of like delving into a world and a story that I wasn't particularly familiar mm-hmm. with. But it brought you in the whole time, like edge of your seat sort of storytelling and action. So it was based on a true story about American car designer Carol Shelby and race car driver Ken Miles and how they teamed up to build the Ford racing arm, basically, to take on Ferrari at the 1966 Le Mans. Yeah. And Ferrari had kind of been this unstoppable Mm. racing car. And so they had this ambitious task ahead of them of trying to beat it Mm. um, and, and spectacularly. Ultimately, this was a love letter to classic American cars. Absolutely. But somehow, I was confused that Ford came off as bad guys in this. Well, I mean, there were some pretty. They didn't hold back in portraying some of the characters mm. in that way, did they? The, the head of marketing, that guy, he was. Mm. What was he? Chairman or something? Yeah. He was a dick. Mm. But I guess it just went to show, like, how, and and still to this day, obviously, like men desiring power and 
getting in front of anyone to get there and to, mm. to have that focus on them. It was their idea. They achieved this, you know, and by any means necessary. Mm. You're talking about, you talked about before Christian Bale being fantastic. Mm. He was absolutely fantastic. And I think on a previous episode of the podcast, I'd said I was hesitant about his accent Yeah, because Christian Bale is from the UK. Yes. So he does have that accent, but his accent is a little bit more cockney in this one. Mm. I had a problem with the dialogue. I felt like it was littered with a lot of really cliched British catchphrases. Yeah, true. I, no, I totally agree with you. But I wonder, is that who he was? Maybe. Did, did he love a, a love a classic British line? Or, slang? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was so, it was so pointed mm. that I, it must have been part of who he was as a real person. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, it was just a little bit lazy. A bit much, yeah. yeah. I am always blown away by car movies, racing car movies, and how they film the cinematography, the sound design, and how exciting it can be. It's literally cars just going round and round in circles, if you want to kind of put it in (laughs) a little box. But it's so much more than that when Mm. you capture the energy and the excitement and the drama Mm. behind the wheel and the sportsmanship. You really got a sense of what it took to be the best driver. I think this movie really portrayed that sort of journey, that skill, that knowledge, that insight, mm. that grit. I mean, the the Le Mans is a twenty four hour constant mm. race, yeah. And just the the endurance that professional drivers need to have, and I think they really hold that really well. Well, I'm going to agree with you there. The movie did a great job of really putting you front and center with the action and the sound mixing was fantastic. It was just this great soundtrack punctuated by gear changes. Like the timing of it was perfect. It was like sexy every time. I was was all for it. (laughs) The only thing I was disappointed in was that it didn't feel like the stakes for the characters were personally high enough. Mm -hmm. I feel like it wasn't really character driven until the last third of the movie sure we weren't particularly invested in characters as people themselves we were invested in the motivation overall but did you feel that way not probably as much as you did Mm. but with your point i can kind of see that it took a little while for us to back some of the characters Mm -hmm. is that what you mean like they it wasn't at the forefront but it ended up Yeah, I feel like the drama hinged on a personal vendetta between these two moguls, Ferrari and Ford, Henry Ford II, known as the Deuce. What (laughs) What a terrible nickname. (laughs) But as far as Matt Damon and Christian Bale's characters were concerned, we didn't get a lot of their backstory. We got a little bit of Matt Damon's in the beginning. Yeah, but then never again. Exactly. And so, and of course, Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles, has a lot of really shit things happen to him, to be Mm. honest. And a lot of demons. Yes, but I didn't feel like they delved into those enough. I would have liked Mm. to have seen why the stakes were so high for him to be doing this. Yeah, I think it was just... Is it because he was kind of like a... a, Not washed up, but someone who just didn't play the game, right? Yeah, maybe. Like his personality, like he just... He was very rebellious. Really rebellious, but man, he was good. I think it could have ended 15 minutes earlier. I was about to say, because you said that to me mm. as soon as it ended. I had no problem with the runtime, but I know what your issue was. It's not the runtime that I had an issue with. It was more that the story seemed to have wrapped up. Mm. We got a bit of a twist at the end, and it could have ended on that note. But it felt like Matt Damon's character needed an extra 15 minutes of close-up mm. time. Mm. He was great. He's such a consistent actor. Mm. But there was just something where... 
I didn't, I felt like I needed more from him. And to your point earlier, you didn't really get to know his character very much. Mm. I didn't know who he was in, as a real person. I felt like we got to know Ken Miles mm. a lot more yeah. than Matt Damon's character, but it was excellent. So you're saying that extra 15 minutes or 20 minutes was needed to wrap up his... For me, yeah. yes. Okay. I actually think if that was missing, it would have, he would have felt even more undercooked than he was. Mm. And I'm not denying he did a fantastic mm. job. They really both did a really great job. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a problem with it as, as such, but it just it felt like it could have wrapped up a lot earlier. Yeah, sure. Mm. So what would you give it? I'd probably give this, for vs. Ferrari, maybe a three and a half or a four. Yeah, I really, really you're enjoyed to, it. You're going to have to pick one. Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't be on the fence here. I'm going to go three. You won't allow it. I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Mm. That extra 15 minutes, they shaved <laughs> half a, a star off. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to Charlie's Angels, the reboot from Elizabeth Banks of the classic TV show. Mm. Um, or is it a reboot of the movie, of the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, the It's Gilly kind movie? of like, uh, this doesn't spoil it, it's, it, is a re- it is a continuation, if you will. It is a what, what I think that they did really well here was build on the world yeah. of Charlie's Angels and what they do. They really expanded, expanded the world. I think yeah. we can say that without mm. giving anything away. It's kind of like what Men in Black International did. Yeah. But that failed as much <laughs> as this one did. Yeah, you did not like it, I didn't. Tim. Wow. Mm. I would just... Look, there are a few things and it's quite granular, mm. so bear with me and indulge me as I kind of go in. Mm. But actually, before I do that, I'd like to hear what you thought because I don't <laughs> want to start on, you know, going straight to the jugular here. I found it really enjoyable, but I was underwhelmed. Mm. So I, if you're comparing, it's a very different film to the Cameron Diaz, Drew so Barrymore, Lucy Liu film. Very so different. different. They're expanding on the world of the angels in this one, as we said. But when you do that, it runs the risk of becoming too impersonal. Right. And that's where my issue lies with it. It has this great empowering message. I really loved the commentary on what it's like to be a woman, especially there were some parts in it where it commented on what it's like to be a woman in the world where people will instantly believe the worst things about a woman without any evidence. Yeah. Yet it takes a lot more convincing for them to believe the same about a man. Mm. So that really resonated with me, but that's because I'm a woman. Right. So it has this great empowering message. So the essence of Charlie's Angels is there, but the vibe was missing for me, if that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It it was missing secret source. That connection between the characters. Yeah. And that was on purpose. They did put them up against each other right from the beginning. Mm. So it was hard to you cheering them on as a duo trio Mm. of angels when they were butting heads. And then, but even though they weren't butting heads throughout the whole time, they did beat to their own drum. Yeah. They weren't like a team. Yeah. That's exactly what my issue was. Yeah, exactly. They weren't a cohesive unit for Mm. most of the film. And that was the storyline. That was the point of the story. The point of the story is that these angels are learning to work together Mm. and become a team. Mm. That felt like the point of the film. But then the problem with that, as I said, is that they're not a cohesive unit. Mm. It felt to me like a gender-swapped Bond film. Does that make sense to you? I think that's insulting to the Bond franchise, <laughs> but I know what you're trying to say. You really didn't like this. Well, I did, look, it's really fresh for me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I only saw it a few hours ago, so I'm still kind of coming down. I had a few other more like specific issues. Mm-hmm. It was just so poorly edited, mm-hmm. and I feel like there... You know when you're watching a movie at home and you're on your phone mm-hmm. and you're a bit distracted, you look down and you look up and you go, oh, 
I feel like I'm, I missed a key shot or a look or a beat mm. and you kind of go back 15 seconds. Oh, there it is. Okay. That means it wasn't fine. tight enough. It wasn't tight enough, saying? but I wasn't looking at my phone. <laughs> it just wasn't there. Okay. So it just felt like it was, it was just sloppy. And I don't know if it was the script. Yes. A lot of the fight sequences and chase, they were poorly choreographed and, and storyboarded, I think. I quite liked the script. I didn't mind the script at all. I think Elizabeth Banks did a really good job with that. But to your point about the fight scenes, what mm. they've aimed to do here is make the fight scenes more grittier and more realistic. Mm. And what they've lost there is that fantastical fantasy element that Charlie's Angels is all about, that they're these mm. elite, glamorous lady spies which is maybe an anti-feminist way of looking at things. Mm. And that's what they've lost. They've made it more gritty and it's taken that oomph out of it, yeah. I think. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I completely agree. And I reckon it's... And I could be missing a whole lot of film cabin here, but I feel like the grittiness in action mm. movies, the real realistic stuff happened with like the Bourne films, especially the Bourne supremacy mm-hmm. when Paul Greengrass came on board and yep. Shaky Cam. It was all really, mm-hmm. really in-camera real, you felt like you were the surveillance following Bourne as he's trying to not, yeah. not get caught. And I think that's that's real upsetting, I think, because mm-hmm. you have an IP that should be able to hold its own and have the more fantasy, mm-hmm. stylized way of telling the story, which this one removed itself from. And I wasn't as invested in their personal journeys as mm-hmm. I wanted to be. There wasn't any of that. We didn't get much of them as people outside of this team. And even the supporting characters, which I won't say too much about, were like faceless henchmen. Yeah. Standing there at attention, waiting for their instructions. Mm. Mm. So it kind of like the message was that almost anyone can be an angel. Which kind of sucks. Right? Because you want it to be, these are the best of the best, and it's not just and I felt, come with us, this will be fun. And I felt terrible for thinking that because I thought that's so elitist of me. Mm. But that's exactly what Charlie's Angels kind of was. Yeah. And they've just kind of invited this third angel in, like, you want to be mm. an angel? You can be an angel. Come on. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, no. And that was all, like, I just have a real issue with the end. Yeah. And all there's all this post credit stuff, which mm-hmm. just... I don't know. It was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. They, Without Hugely giving too much missed. away, they missed a lot of opportunities in there. Like, why wasn't that all through the movie? I don't know. Anyway. To be fair, though, I thoroughly enjoyed Kristen Stewart. Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. She was really, really good. She cut, If she wasn't there, it would have been dull with a capital Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I think. 
everyone individually did an incredible job, mm. I think. And we had Patrick Stewart in there as yeah. well, who was fantastic. Everyone just did their own job very well, but for the problem for me was that they didn't feel like a cohesive unit. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I said to my husband when I came home from the what? screening? This is encapsulating it in a really flippant statement. It felt like an Instagram account come to life. <laughs> oh my is God. Is that showing my age? <laughs> no, it's just, you're, you're just right. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Like it was glamorous, mm. but not the right kind of glamour. That yeah, it was sense? showy. Yes. Mm. It was showy. I think Elizabeth Banks did some good things. She made some good choices in how She's she a- was telling the story and, mm. you know, the tone, what their personalities were individually, but it wasn't a very well put together film. And that made it feel really disjointed to me and it kind mm. of lost me along the way. And then it just felt all over the shop. Look, it seems like we've torn it to shreds, but overall, I did enjoy it. It it's, had great it messages fun. as a woman. Mm. Maybe, and maybe that's the audience that they were catering to, which mm. is totally fine. Mm. I don't think it caters to a general audience. Mm. It's a very specific female-centric audience. Yeah. Which, again, there's nothing wrong with, but it's not going to be for everyone. I agree. Uh, what would you give this? I'd give it three stars still. Oh, Lee. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologise. No, stand your As I said, it was really enjoyable, just a bit underwhelming. Mm. Look, I'd probably give it a two. Okay. Yeah, on the nose for me. So that's Ford vs. Ferrari and Charlie's Angels out this week. Also out this week is Mia and the White Lion, about a girl from London who moves to South Africa with her family and forms a bond with a lion cub. Cute. And The Report, uh, starring Annette Benning, John Hamm and Adam Driver, uh, which is a political thriller based on actual investigations into the CIA's interrogation and detention program after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So what have we got in news this week? Uh, not a great deal, but a few exciting mm-hmm. things to note. You uh, scooped up this one on Scream 5. Mm. So what's going on there? It's very early days and very early whispers. Scream 5 is apparently in the works. No details yet, but, I mean, Wes Craven, the creator, has passed mm, away. Mm. The original writer, Kevin Williamson, has said he's not interested. So is this a good idea? Is this going to be one of those things where they try to do it with a different team and it just falls flat on its face? Well, look, I'll say this. I love the Scream movies. I love all three of them. I'll get there. I know there's a fourth. Um, <laughs> even the third one is the probably the weakest in mm. the franchise. But the best thing about Scream 3 is Courtney Cox's fringe. <laughs> <laughs> haircut. Oh my god. One of the most iconic haircuts in cinematic history and it's a perler. I think the only way this is going to work is if Sydney is the killer. I mean, bring it on, but go down in that'd a ball be of... how would how would she get to that place? I don't know, but just go down mm. in a ball of flames mm. just make Sydney the bad guy. I I really really enjoyed Scream 4. You know, Scream 3 came out in the year 2000, I think, and then Scream 4 was 2011. Mm-hmm. And they, it was a sequel. It was a continuation. All the characters mm-hmm. came back. They injected new characters. And I think they really nailed the story and bringing it into a modern kind of setting. Mm. And, you know, Scream, it's it looks into the horror genre itself. It's like a satire, right? And I think they still, they ticked all the beats. So I was really disappointed then that was a planned new trilogy and it didn't, really resonate with audiences and they just stop making it. So mm. I hope that if they do this Scream 5, mm. that they continue the story of Scream 4 and they don't do another reboot or yeah. something. I don't, I want, there's stories still there. There's, 
there's all that IP, those characters that want to go back to them. I think it's a really smart franchise and hopefully mm. they band together and pull something through that works. So we haven't had Little Mermaid news in a while, but now apparently Jonah Howard King, who was in A Dog's Way Home and not much else, is now being tipped to play Prince Eric after it was Harry Styles meant to be. And oh, not rest anymore. in peace. <laughs> but this is the kind of role that's going to catapult whoever gets it into the mainstream. So Oh, I think so. Mm. And I kind of endorse more of an unknown casting for Prince mm. Eric, I think. Maybe Disney have kind of stepped back and go, mm, actually, maybe this is what we need to do. So we'll see. I've got to take this news. I've got to take the lead with this news. <laughs> you do. Uh, the Rock has announced that Black Adam will be releasing in December 2021, which is, is his superhero debut, if you will. Yeah. He's going to be playing a character who has powers equal to Superman, but with a rebellious twist. So he yeah. plays by his own rules. He's uh, This film's been in development for a long, long time. Yeah. He was going to make a cameo in Shazam, but then they decided, no, we're going to do this right, Black Adam's going to have his own, his own film, mm-hmm. standalone film, we're going to tell the story holistically. Finally, we have a release date, which is we've been waiting for quite some time. This might be The Rock's next big release. He'll be in eight movies before December 2021, <laughs> so who knows. So, new trailers this week. We've got a new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer with the complete redesign of the character that we've been waiting for. Oofed. Better? Oh, so much better. Yeah. This is a fascinating story of fan boys or whatever banding together mm-hmm. not holding back in saying how awful Sonic the Hedgehog looked from a design point of view and he terrible he looked like the kid from Jumanji the monkey kid from <laughs> oh, Jumanji yeah. oh my god he said that to me before it's <laughs> yeah. gone and what they did the the studio the director they were we hear you we're gonna go back redesign Sonic and they have and they've nailed it mm-hmm. and I just can't believe it happened but now does the so trailer glad. give too much away? Look, we spoke about this briefly last week in that I think this is a really good trailer. Yes, it gives away a lot, but they would have spent a lot of time pulling this trailer together. Yeah. It's very different to the first one because mm-hmm. it needed to be, but they had to put all their eggs in one basket. They had to really prove that this is going to be a fun mm. film. They had Sonic right at the forefront and it really showed its tone and its comedy and mm. action and all that stuff. So... I didn't have a problem with the trailer at all, but I know you think it was a bit much. The movie's coming in February 13, so we'll see soon enough. We also got a trailer for Fantasy Island. Mm, interesting which one. Which is a movie of the 70s TV show from Bloomhouse Productions. So it's going to be a lot darker, a lot yeah. more horror-centric mm. yeah, than the TV show. So Bloomhouse have... They produced the latest Halloween film. Mm-hmm. So they're more kind of... They make films cheap maybe 10, 20 million. Mm. So the profit margin's huge, but they have got this sort of like real, yeah, horror element, darker element. They've got a really nice back catalogue of films. And I think this will be really interesting. It looks pretty messed up. Yeah, it does. And that's coming on February 13 as well. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, uh, that's coming in July 2020. So we got uh, a trailer for that and it follows SpongeBob's best friend, Gary the Snail. And he's been snail napped, as (laughs) SpongeBob says in in the trailer. And so he and Patrick go on an adventure to kind of rescue him. And there's a really weird, like, I mean, Spongebob's a strange show, but there's this weird cameo of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he's like, in everything these he's days. He's in everything. I forget what he is. He's in some sort of, like, tumbleweed thing. It's just his face, and he's, like, glowing like God or something. 
And it's just a weird encounter. And I just, yeah. Anyway, I feel like it's going to be a much longer scene and it'll make a little bit more sense. But for now, I'm like, why is Keanu Reeves in this movie? It's weird. Like, not in animation, but real. Like, his head or something. We've also got a trailer for the death and life of John F. Donovan. Do you want to talk about this one? This trailer was an absolute hot mess. (laughs) I've not seen a trailer this confusing in a long, long time. So it follows the story of an American TV star who, who dies. And a decade later, there's a young actor who reminisces the written kind of the pen pals. They were pen pals. And then how that's those letters impacted both their lives. So it's Jacob Tremblay's in it. Mm. Kit Harrington, Jon Snow, he's, mm. the, he's the American actor who, who dies. Susan Sarandon's in it. There's all these amazing actors. Natalie Portman. But bloody hell, what is this movie about? Like, watch the trailer. I want to hear what you think, mm. whether you're kind of like really, really confused. It's just all over the shop. There's all these moments of poignant, like, philosophical things. It's just weird. This kid who writes to this actor, but he get, he's quite bullied. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bit strange. I don't know what sort of vibe it is that this grown man is a pen pal to this young kid. Like, I'm not really sure what's happening here. Yeah. It's just really strange. Well, we'll put it on our Facebook page, and please do tell us what you think of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an odd one. We also got... Trailer for the Trolls World Tour coming in February 2020, which is obviously just a sequel of the Trolls movie. Yeah, which is very popular. My nieces are obsessed. Mm. This is also a hot mess of a trailer as well. It's basically just random scenes put together. They barely put any effort into telling you what the story is about. Mm. And it's almost just trying to... It's basically an ad to sell toys. Yeah. Because there's you're meeting all these other trolls and all their different styles of music and there's rock and they want to destroy all other types of music so rock is the only music so it's going to be very music centric like the first one and that's fine but i don't know this one was kind of like a weird jukebox trailer but the animation looks incredible absolutely amazing this last trailer was really cute we got a trailer for scoob which is the origin story of scooby-doo which i think is really cool oh yeah i'm really excited for this one i love those meddling kids <laughs> it's about how the gang all met and become the beloved crime busters that we know mm. and love and obviously days. a focus on shaggy and scoob's relationship and yeah. how they were a young pup and a boy and yeah and that's coming quite soon in june 2020 yeah something to look forward to so what do we got coming next week so uh judy and punch which is an australian made gender flip revenge tale inspired by the violent puppet show punch and judy which we'll be reviewing next week yes we've also got a film called farming which is about a young nigerian boy farmed out by his parents to a white british family in the hope of a better future and becomes the feared leader of a white skinhead gang. So this is going to be a full-on, really hard-hitting British drama. Oh, yeah. Official secrets. As politicians in, in Britain and the US angle to invade Iraq, the GCHQ translator Catherine Gunn leaks a classified email that urges spying on members of the UN Security Council to force through the resolution to go to war. And that's a bit of a mouthful. It seems it like is, a bit yeah. of a political thriller, a lot, of, lot to take in. So this is starring Kira Knightley in a very dramatic, hard-hitting role as well. She's not in a lot of late. No. So, yeah, keen to see her in the cinemas again. We've also got Fisherman's Friends, which is a really feel-good tale. It's about a cynical London music executive who gets punked on a stag weekend in a Cornish village into trying to sign up a group of singing fishermen to his label. (laughs) So he's forced to reevaluate his life 
as the unlikely boy band teach him about integrity and what success really means. So it's another quality British film, I think, yeah. with a bit of humour and heart in it. The Brits are out to get it this mm. week. Um, and another film, 21 Bridges. Uh, so this follows an embattled NYPD detective who is thrust into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a massive and unexpected conspiracy. A lot of British drama and a coming lot up to, next week. And a lot to see. Definitely. So that's it for this week. We had Ford versus Ferrari and Charlie's Angels. You know which one I would encourage <laughs> you to go and see? Look, even if you're not into car movies or cars in general, mm. it's a really thrilling, exciting drama. Definitely check it out. Worth worth the trip. If you want to see a real kick-ass, fun, glamorous, female-centric movie, Charlie's Angels is your go-to. And that certainly is what it was. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time. We'll talk to you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.